Oh God, Alan, I'm I'm super nervous. I'm very nervous about this big, big Hollywood pitch. We're here down in beautiful sunny Los Angeles, the the city of angels. Yep, that's where my house is now. <laughs> Alan's house, much like the Baba Yaga's house. We talked about this in the past. Chicken right? leg house, chicken yeah, leg. Yeah, chicken, but it's their cyber chicken legs, mm-hmm. and they're powered by Razor Tech. Yeah. Uh, here's your cat. We're in Alan's house, by the way, and we were, and it was long distance sprinting across America. It was pretty cool, and um, we plopped on top of the Stuart Little house, which was filmed in L.A., but it's actually set in New York. It's very complicated. Do you remember the little Stuart Little house? I vaguely remember. I didn't know that it was in L.A., but in New York. Uh, I might be flipped. I don't know. It could have been shot. Well, anyway, it was here. Maybe they moved it. It was on the Grinch set or on the Universal Studios back lot. On the Grinch lot. On the Grinch lot. And uh, Alan parked their house on top of it. And here we are. We're hanging. And I'm kind of going in right now. I'm meeting with, well, we'll, we'll just call her KK. <laughs> Slider? No, no, not the dog. Kathleen Kennedy. Fuck. God damn it. Fuck. You made me spill the beans. Anyway, we have a big meeting. I, listen, Star Wars is big. I love the franchise. I love what it stands for. Everything that Star Wars is right now is huge. It's popular. It's bigger than ever. It's huge now? It's. <laughs> you want me to fume at this fucking pitch? I'm just saying it's huge now? No, Alan, please don't do that. Please, you're going to make me so mad. I'm going to hulk out. You're, you are going to. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'm going to Ruffalo on him. <laughs> I'll, stop, I'll stop asking if things are this now. Ugh. Um, yeah, anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm giving up my morals, and I'm pitching a new Star Wars thing to Kathleen Kennedy. And see, Star Wars is big now, but you know what also is big? What? Origins, backstories. Everybody loves those. We, we just watched Cruella the other day, and, um, you know, there's some, there's some issues, you know, bes- besides the pacing. Music, though, fantastic. The music, I mean, I love all these classic 60s bangers that were, you know, <laughs> haven't we all been walking down our life? Walking down our life. Yeah, walking down our life, enjoying the little things. It's only we heard a track on the radio that, um, you know, just kind of perfectly described our day. Like, haven't you ever taken a bath before, Alan, and suddenly you heard, Splish Splash, I was taking a bath. You know what this, you know what Cruella reminds me of? Another classic movie that everybody loves and aged perfectly, Baby Driver. Baby Driver, the baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> what? Okay, now here's, here's my idea for a Baby Driver uh, sequel. The baby driver. It's the baby. I thought you were going to go boss baby driver and get some cross-cultural influence. That would be cool, but uh, what? okay, why not both? Why about the baby and boss baby? I, You know, let's save that for a potential... Uh, oh, God. I was thinking of a Space Jam spinoff, but it's the DreamWorks characters. Ooh, now that's a that's a good one. Now that's a picture. Now, the DreamWorks serververse, it worth way more than the Warner Brothers yeah, serververse. Yeah, you got Band of Brothers. Yeah. World War II. Yeah, yeah, it's all the good stuff. Uh, over the hedge. Uh, over the hedge. Uh, what other things that DreamWorks owns that's not their animated division? Uh, ooh, ooh, <laughs> Band uh, of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Um, Shrek's not animated. He's real. Is Transformers? Because Steven Spielberg produced those? Uh, Michael Bay? Did he work for DreamWorks? I don't know. Anyway, we don't need to go in on this, but I'm just saying if we would have a very funny parody... That maybe the boss baby could be boss baby driver. I would like boss baby driver. Yeah. And also he's driving around in a little uh, what, Fisher Price car. Obviously Shrek would stand on his own. I can't think of um, 
I guess Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Kung Fu Panda be involved in. Um, he could be in School of Rock and jam with the real fucking Jack Black. Is 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 Nacho Libre a DreamWorks <laughs> production? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, see, the thing with, with Kung Fu Panda and Nacho Libre is those are both origin stories. Right, right, right. Let's get back on topic. I, <laughs> this is not a joke. <laughs> um, I have for years have been plotting and thinking and working on the Watto uh, origin story. Uh-huh. And you're just your free time. Yeah. I do this in my free time, which I have a lot of because I'm an unemployed fail son. And uh, I have for years been calculating and thinking about this movie and what it would stand for. And let me just tell you. What it would stand for. Yeah. I mean, every Star Wars, you know, has a deep, you know, theme, a deep message. And what are those messages, by the way? It's called family. It is it's, called. Well, it's a movie about family. Well, we learned from Star Wars 1 that it's about love, David. Oh, it is about love. Because as we all know, Qui-Gon Jinn, who fooled Watto, which I, I kind of would retcon a little bit. I would retcon it to where Watto wasn't fooled. He was actually just a nice guy. He, and he, he was, let him. He let him do it. Well, it's not. It's less than that. Because, okay, this is my thing. Uh, Watto and Dexter Jetster are dejected. Um, kind of beaten down detectives running the beat in Coruscant. Okay. And they live day to day trying to run down perps and uh, catch people. When he gets involved in a, a core a upper level conspiracy um, where uh, some high level. Uh, yeah, okay. Here's here's this is literally what I've thought about. The Toydarians are immune to Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. They are the natural enemy of the Jedi. Oh, they're like, they're, they assassinate Jedis right, and stuff? Right, right, Okay. And I'm thinking, no, well, no, that's not it. I think that maybe, you know, we could bring back a, a character deep in the lore. Like, we could bring Sifo Diaz. Maybe this is part Ooh. of the, we, we could have a young Count Dooku. Young Dooku. Young Dooku. Better than the young Pope. Who um, would be working with Sifo Diaz, then become disillusioned and then kill him through Watto's detective work. Because I don't think Watto's a killer. He's more of a detective. He believes in justice. Anyway, so Watto, <laughs> this is just really things I've thought about. How does he now? How does he go from being a detective that believes in justice to uh, owning an electronic shop and slaves on uh, on a, on a desert? That's the thing. Shmi is caught up in the conspiracy to oh, kill the Toydarians. Oh, witness protection. Right, right, right. And Shmi, I'm gonna say, uh, worked with Sifo Diaz. Okay, who got murdered by Count Dooku. I think that's the official lore. Somebody look up a Wikipedia and message me about it later, okay? He did get killed by Count Dooku. Right, right, right. Um, who, he probably was in cahoots with, you know, the, the Emperor, well, at the time, just uh, simply Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Chancellor Palpatine. Chancellor Palpatine, yes. Who, at the time, was probably working with, would you say, oh, God, would Darth Plagueis still be alive? This is Darth Star Wars Dark. This is like me going into like... Well, it's implied that Sheev killed Darth Plagueis, right? Right, right before Anakin was born. Yes. Right. So all I'm saying is that during Watto's investigations, he discovers a young woman who's pregnant and has no memory of her past. Okay, I thought you were going to be the, like Watto and her have a romance and then he's the father of Anakin. Oh, wait, you're right. She's not pregnant. She's just imbued with Darth Plagueis' force powers so she could be the vessel for the perfect being. Mm-hmm, Anakin. Mm-hmm. If somebody if somebody were to romance her and then have a child, it would become the perfect being. Yes, exactly. And also uh, not look Toydarian at all. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. So Watto saves her. Um, in the process, gets kicked off the forest. But you know what? 
takes her to Tatooine, um, has her uh, um, legal her legal status changed to that of slave, so that um, they wouldn't look into her because the the something as important and valuable wouldn't be enslaved like that, right? It's true. It's true. And also, they, they, he would own all of her records. Right, right, right. And much like episode one, it proves that sometimes the wokest thing you can do is enslave somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And thus it turn, I'm giving this all away. Somebody's going to write this down and steal it from me. Alan, why did, Why am I saying this to a microphone before we do well, the podcast? Well, it's like mailing a letter to yourself. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. This is uh, Copyright, Russ, man. Yeah, yeah. What we're going to do is I'm going to edit this podcast and then put it on a flash drive and then mail it to myself. And then, <laughs> exactly. Well, to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. To you, to you, uh, to you. To you. Sure, yeah, sure. thank God. Wink. Um, anyway, so Watto, um, and so Watto, even though his sense of justice is perverted because he's like, I, oh, Ani, I do not wish to have <laughs> to own you as a slave, but it's the only way to protect you, Ani. Then he meets Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon thinks he has it over on Watto, but Watto, being the detective he is, realizes what Qui-Gon truly was mm-hmm. and decides that, um, the most peaceful way to keep Anakin, you know, safe, uh, is uh, to um, um, give him away. And even Damn. then, Shmi, you know, but the but the betrayal of giving Anakin away um, hurts Shmi so much to the very core that um, Watto eventually uh, sells her to a man he knows will free her. So yeah, Lars, Lars, yes, Lars is the moisture farmer. Yeah. So uh, in my head, Watto is a tragic figure. Very sad, tragic figure, and it would end with a uh, reveal that um, Dexter needs him back. Fuck for one last job. More one last job, and that would be uh, to kill the to kill the droid in the bugs that uh, in episode two. I think they could pick up on that um, Darth Maul storyline they dropped from Solo. Yeah, and have Dexter Jetster versus Watto. Dexter Jetster. No, Dexter Jetster with Watto versus Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. Fuck yeah. I mean. And we could throw uh, Jar Jar Binks and his girlfriend in there. <laughs> we're just oh, make- his cool duck girlfriend? Yeah, we're just going to make a prequel nightmare. <laughs> it sounds pretty good. I well, mean, I'm just trying to kill the red letter media guys at this point. I mean, that's what you've been trying for most of your <laughs> well, life to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to destroy them. Um, you know, now that we're talking about reboots and prequels and stuff, um, I know the... Uh... Oh, wait, should we start the show? Oh, yeah. Welcome, everybody. This is Hogcast Speed to Deliver, the number one independent Sonic pizza podcast on the planet. I'm your host, Russ Walsh. With me, as always, my co-host, Alan Black. Welcome, Alan. Welcome, welcome you. You're in my house. I know. That's the strange part about it. My intro doesn't quite work. I, should we do it again and you do it? No. No, okay. I'm not going to do that. Um, what I will <laughs> you don't say, like the show enough. No, I do not. I do not like the show enough to spend uh, to spend the five seconds saying that. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is maybe we should take a page from the Rugrats reboot and we should make somebody. Uh, um, maybe we should make somebody a horny hippie like uh, Grandpa. Is. Oh, that's right. We should talk about this. We've watched all of the new Paramount. Um, not Nickelodeon. See, this is the strangest thing about this cartoon. Well, there's a lot of strange things about this cartoon, but mm-hmm. why is it? Because it's like. It's under the Paramount Plus banner, which implies it's not for kids anymore. Cause it's they, not Nickelodeon Nick, anymore. It's not Nickelodeon anymore. And there are jokes about grandpa fucking, but most of it is about babies. Most of it is about babies. There is a lot about grandpa fucking. There's um, a bunch of jokes about Etsy and like parent blogs right. and stuff. Now that's, yeah. Yeah. And also like some weird, a lot of gamer jokes. There are a lot of gamer jokes. Finally, the gamers have risen and rose and we are here. 
That's right, you know. I mean, I, I, Stu, uh, I'm something of an inventor gamer, and I, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel uh, I feel deep kinship with Stu now. I do like that Stu's like a fail son now. They they had to move into the grandpa's house. There, this show is a mixed bag for me. I did enjoy it overall, and they made some interesting choices that I don't. I was not expecting from a modern. You know, a lot of these like cartoon reboots are just pretend like nothing's happened, but Nickelodeon has. Between yes. this and the Rocco and Howard the, has been snapped out of existence. <laughs> Howard has been destroyed. Uh, maybe there, you know, did they ever make any Rugrats comics? Was there ever a crisis on infinite? Uh, what would be a good Rugrats pun? Um, it probably wouldn't be. It'd probably be like crisis with like a, <laughs> a crying, like a baby. Oh, okay. Well, like what, what would be a malapropism that a baby would be? It would be like, oh, babies do love malapropisms. Yeah. What is they it? They love mishearing things. Um, crisis on infinite Earth. Erfs. Burps, 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 burps is good. Yeah, burps is good. Um, and um, and basically, I think the all grown up cast. Kimmy's gone. Yeah, Kimmy got fucking Thanos snapped out of existence. Kimmy, Kira gone. Yeah. Um, the the coffee shop is still there, but it's not like the Java Monster. What was it called again? Is it like the Java Bean or something? Yeah, I don't know. Now it's Betty's Coffee or something. Betty, Betty's Bean Coffee. Betty's Beans. Betty's Beans. Oh, how I wish to take a gander at Betty's Beans. Because I, 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 I want to know why Chaz originally was like a pencil pusher, like accountant guy, and now he's just going straight to Bean Man. He's got... He, he's going to Bean Town. That's he's right. A, he's a bean freak. Also, I think the show does confirm the Rugrats are in the LA area. They live in Jimmy Neutron's town. They do live in uh, Retroville? Yeah, they, there's a, a bunch of scenes of like uh, of cars just like freewheeling through town, and right, it, looks right. like, it looks like Jimmy Neutron's town. There's Retroville's Jimmy Neutron, and then Tremorton is my life as a teenage robot. Yeah. I always get those two mixed up. They do. I mean, it's, it's implied to be Ellie because they do almost fall in the La Brea tar pits at right. one point. God, that was such a long episode. <laughs> that was the fuck, because that's the most fucked up thing. Usually, I mean, all the other episodes of the season are like two 11-minute half episodes right right the first the first episode is a 44 minutes long right by the way this is quillhead's talk shop personally and then we we kind of was trailed off there but yes there wasn't a scene that implied that grandpa almost sucked somebody's dick um <laughs> at, a, at a save the whales dinner right 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 which is pretty epic i don't know that owns I that think does own i we we were so torn on grandpa at first and then he suddenly became the focus of the whole show and we love him now the show became this became grandpa's show. Hippie grandpa is very funny. Boomer grandpa, you know, but much like boomers, I've grown tired of him. Well, I guess this is still a boomer. No, because I mean, if he's what, if he's like 70 years old in like, I don't know, I guess if he is 70 in 2020, he'd be born in right, 50. Right. So. But he's not a greatest generation. Well, he went to Woodstock and Woodstock happened in what? Like 1969 or something. That's right, right. Right. So that means he had to have been born in 50. So I guess he is a boomer. He's a boomer. So he used to be greatest generation. Yeah, because I think he fought in the Korean War or something like that. <laughs> he killed somebody. He killed people. And this one just almost sucked dick, so I guess I know who I prefer. He sucked dick. He talks about, like, a, he talked vaguely, made, like, a joke about a communist republic. He's like, in Grandpa's Republic, everybody shares their cookies. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. That happens. Um, he's always talking about, like, protesting and, uh, and also doing yoga and, like, almost sucking his own dick. He keeps yeah. almost sucking his own dick. Right, right, right. And it's graphically detailed. Yeah, that's the thing. That's well, uh, That must be why it's not the Nickelodeon section on Paramount+. Plus. Too much of the show is graphically detailed is the thing. Like, the carpet looks like it's from, like, a fucking RTX demo. Right. Like, it's... 
It's weird. It, <laughs> yeah, I think it, a little pop-up came up at the bottom of the screen and said, if you want to download this as a benchmark for your new graphics card. Linus Tech Tips is running <laughs> is running Rugrats on his ribs. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's me, Linus. Just want to tell you now. Um, uh, it's Grandpa sucking his own dick. I, I quickly realized I don't remember how to do Linus. You don't know what Linus Tech Tips are? I've like? watched enough Linus Tech Tip videos. He's just Canadian. He does kind of like grandpa, make a lot of jokes about raw dogging his wife. It's true. Yeah, it's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, do we, we never found out what happened to grandpa's wife. No, we just saw a portrait on the wall. I think that might have been one of his, uh, one of his like, uh, gentlemen or uh, no, female I thought, callers. I thought that might have been one of his like protest friends. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because he also had a picture of like him like playing guitar shirtless next to a bunch of like uh, right. hippies in the 60s. Maybe it was a polyamorous thing. Maybe he lived in a commune. I would like that, that they don't actually know who Stu and Drew's parents, like mom. <laughs> okay, wait, it would be hard for them not to know who the mom is. Never mind. Okay, okay. Uh, but you know what I mean. But Right, right. That happened. Uh, well, we don't know. One of them has purple hair and the other has brown hair. That's true. And we don't know what grandpa's original hair color is. I thought it was implied to be purple. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Old people always have purple hair anyway. Okay. <laughs> By anime logic, I guess if, you know. Like old people, when they get old, they dye their hair purple somehow. That's um, funny. Dee Dee has a she shed. Dee Dee does have a she shed. She makes content. She is kind of a woke bay. She's uh, an Etsy, she's an Etsy store person. That's so funny. <laughs> How do they make money? Uh, I don't think they do. They live in Grandpa's house. It's Grandpa's house. Their failed son and a failed daughter-in-law who who had to move in with grandpa i missed which, when that was a, when that was an option where you could just get married and live in your parents house yeah forever. it's cool instead of now where you just live in your parents alone, house. alone. Without, without a wife i know I, I i i was married i don't talk about this and i said honey i gotta leave you i gotta move back in mm-hmm. yeah she didn't want to move into your parents house no 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 damn didn't God, we- who's a who's a funny person that could be my wife Weren't we married to like the rescue rangers at one point in time? <laughs> we were married with the same girl and we had the the music video for same girl played, but we were both married to catch it. The mouse girl. Yeah. And then she left us to start that cult in Russia. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't know if anybody knows the hog Kessler better than I do. I'm in Hollywood, baby. I don't have time for that. I'm taking pitches, making meetings and smoking cocaine. Yeah, smoking cocaine. Yes. <laughs> High end stuff too. Yeah, and you're getting powdered coke like that you normally snow, but you're you're uh, you're right. You're... And I smoke it out of a corn cob pipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's just like me smoking weed out of my detective pipe. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Except that does help you solve solve crimes. Well, yeah, that's the Amelia Wa- that's Amelia Watson <laughs> technique. You just smoke weed out of a detective pipe. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Anyway. Alan, is there anything you feel very personal about besides uh, the Zohan? The Zohan. We did catch the Zohan finally. And I think uh, I think we should really be playing this at schools. I think we should be playing this for everybody in the Middle East. And we would solve the <laughs> uh, we would solve uh, Israeli occupation. Right. Uh-huh. Because get, uh, like, you know, in certain video games and movies, there's the thing where there's like an, a, a guy who has a giant drone, like four drones and they stitch together a video signal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could we do that with drones? Like make a holographic projection of the Zohan and have him play out the movie? It, maybe just the scene where he makes the guy smell the feet. Yeah, I mean that one has the least to do with the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. I don't. I think that one would what be the scene has the most to do with it. The last scene where they learn that in the end that um um 
What? What's the thing? They, they all learn that they both love fucking women, I guess? <laughs> I think that's the thing. They all talk. <laughs> Literally, there's a scene at the end where they bond about like how much they love fucking old white women. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because that is another thing throughout the movie is uh, the Zohan is insanely hot. It's Adam Sandler at the hottest he's ever been in his entire life. That's true. He, w- I mean, I'm not going to say he looked like a mo- modern Marvel guy, but he was in fucking shape. Like, he got to fucking business. You know he had I mean? abs. Like, he was like... And he's like almost naked the entire movie. That, that was what I had to say to Alan multiple times watching it is that this was peak. Like this is Adam Sandler giving a shit. You know what he I mean? He tried so hard. This is a movie that he wanted to make. I think the backstory is that it was an eighties. He, he wrote the script in he, I guess the nineties. I think it'd probably be the nineties and it was stuck in development hell forever. And I think Judd Apatow was involved with it. Judd Apatow was definitely involved. Right, right. right. He might have wrote the original or something like yeah. that. I don't know. And then they finally got it made in the early or the late 2000s, like 2007. Uh, eight or something 2008. like that. 2008. And you could tell that like this was a passion project. And Adam Sandler got buff for it in a time where like comedy people, I don't, we. There were no Kumails back then. There were buff. no. Nary a Kumail. No, no, no Marvel Chris stuff. Pratt's. No, the, he he got fucking buff for this, and I was blown away. And I think his physical performance was pretty good on it. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it is mostly him just like thrusting his dick into like the ears of old ladies. Right. It was very strange. Yes, but also, so the other thing is that maybe we just don't know enough like Israeli Americans or something. But like, presumably, it, it's all jokes about like how they love disco and own electronic yes, stores. That was the other thing. Is that okay? Listen. I think we've learned a little bit more about like Israeli culture in the lot, you know, the, the guy who invented bang energy drink, the bang energy drink, uh, yeah. Netanyahu's fail son who like is going to like techno shows. Right. Like, but even we, we're the only people, if I asked my parents, like, what is an Israeli guy? Like, you'd be like a guy from Israel. <laughs> like, I like, don't know. Uh, Netanyahu. That's yeah, the only exactly. one I know. Zohan is such a hyper accurate, specific parody of a guy that you meet on your, uh, what is it called again when you get, when you go um, birthright, when you go on your birthright, like I'm sure if you talk to anybody who'd been on a birthright, they met a, a Zohan type guy. <laughs> they met the Zohan. They probably met the Zohan. I think they make everybody meet the Zohan when <laughs> yeah, they go on birthright. True. He's on the airplane. What if he's still huge over there? You know how like Top Cat's huge in Mexico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Zohan is still like the most popular character there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. It's kind of like, you know, like David Hasselhoff in Germany still or whatever the fuck, like. They love, they fucking love that he d- dances around, says disco, disco. <laughs> they don't like the themes in the movie because it does humanize the Palestinians. There's too much humanizing the Palestinians for them. Now, granted, there is brown face in it. Rob, Rob Schneider is does do brown face because he's an angry Palestinian who Zohan stole his goat. Right, right. And John Turturro plays the main Palestinian villain and he's not, he's not Palestinian. I the Phantom. I think that, I think I Googled this, don't. No, correct me. I think he's from that one area, that one island or one area. Sicily? Maybe Sicily. I don't know. He's no. some, some some sort of special Italian. Right, right. He's a special Italian who claims he's like one eighth like Arab or something. You know, the Phantom's performance was one of the least problematic bits because he just owns a restaurant. Right, yeah. He doesn't do anything. He does like, he puts on a uh, a voice. <laughs> he puts on a voice. He has sunglasses and like a do-rag or something. And well, then he's... Or, and then he's just, like, dancing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very strange. But 
maybe they maybe in Israel they're just like, well, no, they don't have sympathy for the Palestinians. They have sympathy for Hollywood actors. They pretending- have sympathy for John Turturro. <laughs> John Turturro and Rob Schneider pretending to be. I feel like a lot of the Palestinians are might just be like Sopranos, like uh, background <laughs> characters. Uh, ba- uh, 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 what is his name? Bruno Bacalot or whatever. There's big pussy's there. Big pussy is there. God, I wish. Um. Well, we do get a lot of big pussy other places in the movie. Right, Wink. right. Wink. Um, also, this movie is a lot like The Phantom Menace is what we also found yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot to... <laughs> we also watched The Phantom Menace. Me and Alan have been talking about how much we love The Phantom Menace. We also well, we, watched Attack of the Clones. We also lived in The Phantom Menace. Yeah, we the went thing. there. Oh, man. The Phantom Menace rocks so hard. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. I mean, Watto does own an electronic store. Right. He, I don't, I don't know how you could connect him to Israel. Possibly, yeah. I don't really. I've never understood that, but um, some people might. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't. I'm not going to bother to see who the Palestinians are in this in this <laughs> in this uh, analogy because it's not good. If I if I you draw know, it out, and more. They, you know, the Naboo people have to team up with the Gungans. That's kind of like when the Israelis teamed up with the Palestinians to, to beat take up the evil rednecks. The evil rednecks, and they they threw that evil redneck into the gay apartment, <laughs> and then he got eaten by a giant fish. He did get eaten by the giant fish. <laughs> yeah, the, there's always a bigger fish. Oh, there's always a bigger fish. And you know what? In the end, Qui-Gon, as we all know, Qui-Gon was um, kind of a subsect of the uh, Jedi faith. And you know what Qui-Gon learned about? Love. love. And you know what the Zohan learned about? Love. love. He fell in love with a beautiful Palestinian hairdresser. Right, right, right. So I guess the lesson we all have to learn is um, love is key, I guess. I think love is key. Um, you David should... Copperfield should run his magic show with Blue 32, the alien, the little blue alien who spouts love in, like, uh, I guess Dubai? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where people, everybody in the Middle East that's goes. Like the, that's like the Vegas of the Middle East. Yeah, I think. It's, it's a perfect one-to-one. Mm-hmm. It's built mostly by slave labor, just like <laughs> just like Vegas. Uh, it's in the middle of an uninhabitable desert, like surrounded by like right. no cities anywhere else. It was funded by the mob of the Middle East, which is the Saudi Arabians. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I also hold them high in steam because I I believe uh, I I'm a Sopranos guy now, and everything Tony Soprano does is cool and good. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You're, you've been trying to have dream sequences a lot. <laughs> where, do. like, there's, like, rotting food sitting on the table. And yeah, stuff like exactly. That. I have a lot of dream sequences, but they're all, you know, they tell me a lot of things, like, uh, you know, that, like, uh, Alan is the traitor. Yeah, most of the dream sequences are about me killing you. Yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> and that's weird because I'm trying to have Tony Soprano dream sequences, but I keep having Max Payne dream sequences. <laughs> you, the evil angel keeps attacking you. Yeah. And you keep, you, well, you can't, you do run in bullet time. Alan can do bullet time, by the way, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Did Zohan do bullet time at any point? I don't think he needed to. He just caught bullets Yeah, he caught teeth. bullets in the air. Yeah. Also, we never learn why him and the Phantom are the way they are. Right. No, there was no secret super serum. There was no Captain America fail. What if they bought the Zohan? What if Disney bought the Zohan and incorporated him into the MCU? I mean, he is like the Red Guardian, but for Israel. <laughs> Well, there's already the Israeli mutant, right? Israeli mutant. There's a mutant in, uh, there's like a, they are a mutant. They have the X gene and they do live in Israel. Israel. I'm going to get put on a watch list for typing this. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah, it's Sabra. Sabra. Okay, that is the other thing about Zohan. There are like 20,000 hummus jokes. Right. Everything is about hummus. Was hummus like just the new novel thing? Is it like in an 80s movie where they're like, raw fish for dinner? 
they're saving money by not cooking it, you know. I think that oh, Sabra is the one that um the Hulk uh like the Hulk saved some Palestinian kid and right, owned and Sabra right, with right. logic. Exactly, exactly. It's like why are you killing this kid? And she's like, uh um, I don't have a good reason. Right, right. No, um, but yeah, was hummus like like sushi in the eighties? I think it was just like a new thing that nobody knew about. What the hell? Beans as a dip? Um, also, there's like a million scenes of like uh, of like his parents like drinking hummus out of their water cup and stuff like that. Hell yeah! They stop a fire at the end by hosing it down with like a gallons and gallons of hummus. Right, and I was trying to explain this to Alan, but I the thing a thing I really like about Adam Sandler is that I think he was, or at least somebody within his inner circle, was a hardcore WWE fan mm. from Stone Cold Steve Austin. To the Rock's, like, kind of major WrestleMania match. And after that, totally fucking quit. Like, probably most people did. Yeah. You know, during the whole Monday Night Wars attitude era. I think it's so funny that this guy is, like, I love this, like, very specific era of TV. And then I will never, (laughs) I'll have all those people on, well, mostly just Stone Cold. I'm sure he's tried to get The Rock before. Was The Rock in a Sandman movie? No, but he should be because they're both about family. Yeah, they're both all about family. Sandman could have been in Jumanji. God, if Sandman was in Jumanji. <laughs> Jesus Christ, if only Sandman was in Jumanji. Ugh. I think Adam Sandler should be in just about every movie now. That's true. I mean, don't you don't even have to make him do that much. He seems to do a funny voice. Well, okay. That being said, I wouldn't want him to. Alan, the one thing I'll disagree, a uh, friend of the show, we really need to get them on, uh, Jamie Carbone. They did say at one point that they're on I on a tweet that they should that they should have a Hubie Halloween for every holiday. There oh, should, definitely. There should be a Hubie Thanksgiving. Maybe not Thanksgiving. What's like a <laughs> Hubie Valentine's Day? Hubie Christmas. Hubie Christmas. Hubie Hanukkah, obviously. Hubie Hanukkah. I don't know. Uh, Hubie Armistice Day. That's the crossover of the Zohan. The Zohan <laughs> right. comes from Armistice Day. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I mean, eventually they're going to have to do the Sandman verse. Yeah, I would like to see like um we should get like a post credit scene in the next Sandman movie where Yo. like little where like little Nikki pops up. Hell yeah. That God, would be good. Guys, Popeye's still fucking awesome. This sandwich. Ooh. Who's like the Nick Cage or not the Nick Cage? Um the uh uh Nick Fury of the uh Sandman verse. <sighs> That's a good one. Probably probably Happy Madison, or, right? <laughs> oh, just the the guy in the logo for Happy Madison. Oh, the Billy Madison, I guess. That guy. <laughs> the rich guy, the rich guy. Right, right, right. Um, maybe the wedding singer. <laughs> maybe the wedding singer. Wouldn't it be Mr. Deeds? Because he's the... Oh, he's I mean, the rich guy. He's the rich guy. Though at the end of the movie, he's not rich anymore, right? It doesn't every Adam Sandler movie basically end up with him being rich. Right, right, right. Then you could get the Sprouses in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'd only need one, though, now. You know that was the whole thing with Mr. Deeds, is that they... That's how the Cole Sprouse... The Sprouse twins got their start. Oh, I didn't know that was their start. Yeah, that's how they got their start, was because... Twins are really big in Hollywood in terms of like you can have kids work. Yeah, you can make them work twice as much because yeah. you, because you uh you can rock get so hard laws that way. That's why the uh, Olsen twins were uh, Michelle on Full House. Hell yeah! Here's something I always wondered as a kid. So on Full House, they have Michelle and she's played by Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Uncle Jesse has twins, and in the show they are twins. Were they played by quadruplets? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, yes and no. I need to know. Okay. I think that they had a mirrored shot where they took, you know, two shots of the same set. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I think it's special effects. It's movie magic. 
I think I I think I could buy that. I think maybe they like they uh they split the room in half. Yeah, they split the room in half and put a mirror in there so that way <laughs> that way they could have and they have the kids stand next to the mirror so it looks like there was another kid standing next to him. Right, right. It's right. some real us shit. Yes, truly, truly. Um, um, yeah. There's one person I'd never want the Zohan to cross over with. Yeah, Cruella. Oh wait, are we doing the Cruella minute? <laughs> I don't want to give her a full minute. Oh, I guess we're doing the Cruella minute now. <laughs> Okay, goddammit. Because we already had a lot of Watto content, and he already texted me that he's not going to be able to make it today. What's he doing? He's uh, he's at Galaxy's Edge with his family. I guess we're going to do the Cruella You want minute. me to play a, 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 a voice message over my phone? Yeah, let's do that before the minute. Oh, Arlen. How's the podcast going today, Arlen? Oh, you can't hear me, Arlen. I can hear him, but I, I can't respond because it's a voice message. Family, Arlen. That's right. Me and Yaddle. Yaddle? <laughs> Me and Yaddle, that's right. We, well, we found a family, Arlen. Damn, just like the Zohan, he does like fucking old ladies. Oh, Arlen, we found a family. That's right. We're dating and we have a son. What? And his name's Grogu. What? Arlen, Arlen, that's right. But in the canon of Star Wars, we're not related, Arlen. Arlen, Grogu is my son in real life, the actor. Arlen. What the fuck? I know, it's very confusing, Arlen. Oh, this Arlen. is like the time the, Bu- the Buzz Lightyear movie wasn't about Buzz Lightyear the toy, oh, but about the guy Arlen. who inspired the toy. Oh, Alan. Oh, no, I will not buy you the churro, son. Oh, Alan. I haven't seen any of churros. Oh, my little boy Grogu. Oh, Alan. Well, I have to go now. Bye, Alan. Bye, bye, Wado. Thanks for leaving a message, I guess. <laughs> wow, that was such an informative message. We kind of learned some deep Wado lore. Yeah, we wow. normally would learn in the Wado minute. But this time we're having the Cruella minute. Okay, I'll do a Cruella minute. Let me count down for this. <laughs> Hello, darling. Cruella d- devil? That's right. And right now we were going to have to, I'm going to scare you and make you might as well jump, jump. What? Where's this license jump, music coming jump, from? Hello, darling. It's me, Cruella. Deville. Like the car? Yes. Oh, it's a little cold outside. It's a nice looking jacket you wear. Maybe I'll start wearing a jacket. Oh man, I'm finding out the origin story of her jacket. Uh, <laughs> uh what's the what's the my morning jacket song that everybody knows? Uh d- uh take off your pants and jacket. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, um, Maybe I'll, instead of wearing pants, I'll wear a skirt now. <laughs> Whoa, she, that's the origin of her wearing a skirt? <laughs> she wore an itsy-bitsy teeny-weeny for the first time, the first time today. God, this licensed music, this is going to be so expensive to publish this episode. Oh, oh. oh damn, the minute's well, over. Now I have to go back to hell because I'm deville. What the fuck? Wow. That I can't tru- believe it. That was truly the Cruella's minute. Damn. I mean, we fit, we fit like three different licensed songs into one minute. So like not, not quite as many as the movie, but pretty no, close. No, no, no. We could, you know, I think they were getting four songs per minute at one point. Yeah. There was, there was a point in the, in the movie where I feel like two songs are playing at the same time. Right, right. It was, and it was, it was almost a girl talk style mashup. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Jesus Christ. What a movie though. Yeah. What a picture. We learned so much about her, about the history of the dogs, about the history of her hair. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, why did she kill dogs in the in the original cartoon? Did not learn that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe maybe she'll go full Joker in the sequel. I don't know. 
there's so many unanswered questions that need to, we need to have a sequel for this. Right. I, I spent the whole time going like, oh, I wish I knew that. Well, now I do. And there's just one or two questions. You know, every stone was unturned to the point where um, there were barely any stones left. It was just flat, mm-hmm. and boring and meaningless. But now is 101 Dalmatians the one with the racist Siamese cats at the end? No, that's a uh, lady in the tramp. Lady in the okay. tramp. Got it. Okay. Maybe they could start a dog averse. Ooh, a dog of ours? Yeah, because, you know, there's a lot of dogs. You know, we could learn about racism with Fox the Hound. Uh-huh, we learned uh-huh. about feminism with Cruella. Yeah. Uh, um, are there any other Disney dogs? Kirky <laughs> from the Black Cauldron? You're, I think he's not a dog. I think he's like a little troll or he's something. He's a little man. I hate Kirky. But I feel like, um, I don't know, I'm gunning for the Kirky role right now that I'm, that I'm in L.A., uh huh. They're looking to sign somebody. Yeah. Well, I mean, after the after the success of that uh, show where Josh Gad is gay for Gaston <laughs> or whatever, they're like, we gotta have a we have gotta have, have a Gurgi show. You gotta get a Gurgi on the line. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think I I think I have enough troll like features. A little little creature, little her, the little hairy man, the little hairy man that we've heard so much about. Right. I could um, be Gurgi. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, speaking of gurgies, I've got some gurglies in my tummy from <laughs> eating all this pizza. Oh, we have eaten a lot of pizza. Uh, it's, a, it's our hottest segment, uh, Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar, everybody. Welcome. Yes, this is, a, this is where the... Now, before we get into the pizza, should we get into the Wimpy War? <laughs> segment within a segment, the Wimpy the segment War? within the segment, because it is hot, because it is hot chicken. Yeah, that's true. Um... Yes, the wimpy war. Should I? We should make a sound effect. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a, a sound effect. And it's probably gonna be like a Ken Burns Civil War song, and then like, uh, <laughs> and then a super slowed down dialogue from Wimpy from Popeye. Yeah, Wimpy from Popeye. I'll take, I'll take a burger now for a dollar tomorrow. Yes. Um. So you've tried a couple of new spicy chicken sandwiches, Russ. Right, right, right. We. The wimpy war has been an ancient war that's ravaged. By ancient, I mean it happened about a summer ago. It's been about for the entirety of this year, at least. Where Popeye's, this wily pie. I mean, that's how it came. I forgot. Popeye started the Wimpy Wars, named after the burger-loving Wimpy, who also probably would love chicken sandwiches too. I don't think they had chicken sandwiches back then, but if they did, he would eat one, and he would right. definitely pay for it. He would definitely get it today and pay for it later. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he loves buying sandwiches on credit. So it has nothing to do with burgers. No, look. Was it a great name for a war? No, but we didn't choose it. No, no, no. You know, I mean, it's called the French Indian War here and up in Canada. It's called uh, the, the war for 1812. Yeah. Is no, no, no. War? In Canada, it's the French Indian War. Down here, it's the War of 1812. See, they always told me it was the French Indian War. And then at some point in school, they changed it to 1812, I think. Uh, yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. Maybe because it doesn't have to do anything with the... It's very weird. It is strange, but... Well, I don't American like to think history. about that stuff. History to me makes me mad and upset. History is in the past. Like like people said, politics be politics, yo. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. Uh-huh. Thank you, Pitbull. We'll We're raising to... awareness for Cuba. Be aware of it. We'll have to do a Pitbull minute one of these days. Well, you're scared of him. He... That's true. I did have my nightmare many years ago where a bald man with a goatee beat me up mm-hmm. um, at a bar. And uh, I, 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 in my head, I made the connection that I was Pitbull. So. Now, maybe it was uh, Rude from Final Fantasy. It could have been Rude from Final Fantasy. That's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wanted to recruit me to soldier. Maybe. It could have happened. You could have got cool soldier powers. Yes, but a tragic backstory. Mm-hmm. Genova. Genova. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I had the Zaxby chicken sandwich. Now, I don't really know what Zaxby's is. Yes. 
I just took, I just kind of dropped you off there. Right. Yeah. I was like a kid at a play place, but instead of a play place, they just kind of had a condiment section mm-hmm. where I kept squirting all the sauces into cups, then mixing them up and finger painting with them. Which you is did. You did the Encino Man wheezing the juice, but with <laughs> Zaxby's sauce. <laughs> yes. But anyway, yeah. Um. So we went to that thing that I was talking about, Zaxby's. Mm-hmm. It's like a fried chicken ch- chain. Is it known for sandwiches? Is it? Like chicken strips and sandwiches, I think. Right, right. Would you say it's more on the church's spectrum where it's no, because it doesn't have bone. It doesn't have bone in. It does have bone in. Does not have bone except for wings, I think. Oh well, see, churches is a chicken strip place specifically. But uh, no, I went to churches and had bone in. Oh, okay, okay. What am I? uh, No, no. What's the other one? Not Culver's. That's what we had the other day. Uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, you're thinking of Raising Cane's. Raising Cane's. That's strip. It is, clo- it is closer to a Raising Cane's than it is to a church's. Gotcha, gotcha. And they had their own chicken sandwich, and I had feelings about it, Alan. I think you talked about it on a recent episode. I did. You want to re? What, what did you feel about my, it? My recap is that it's pretty good. Probably not as good as the Popeye sandwich. Probably better than the KFC sandwich, but right. it's 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 decent. It's like a top. It's like a. It's better than McDonald's, better than a Burger King. Maybe we'll have to do a tier stream at one of these points and rank them ourselves. Well, the last thing you have to try is the Bojangles sandwich. Right, right, right. You had the biscuit, but not the sandwich. Right, right. I gotcha, I gotcha. Zaxby's, to me, was good. The chicken quality was pretty high. I'd say it was better than Burger King's. It was a decent quality chicken. The breading, little to be desired. It was a little... We ate it pretty quick after we got it. It didn't sit too long, and it was still a little wet <laughs> yeah that is the thing is that i feel like that bag sweats right right the bun was good i got a, i got a mad respect for that bun it was very tasty mm-hmm. um it was like one of those like classic potato buns i do love a potato bun that's yellow you know like that like, like weird off brown yellow that mm-hmm. sounds you really love the, you love those piss soaked buns <laughs> i love a piss soaked bun um but alas and the pickles were okay but they were fine they weren't like awful or anything I will stand that the Popeye still reigns supreme. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I would, I would say, though, Popeye's has such poor quality between restaurants. That's true. That maybe it, it could be dethroned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are we cats? Wants to get on the show. Uh, do you want to give him a mic? Hey, hey, hold on. Let me see. Not saying anything. No. Yeah, a lot of these people like to step up to the bat, but they don't freaking swing. What is this, a freaking a live panel at an anime expo Listen, or Sophie, the only cat I want in my podcast are the, are the, uh, what? Fucking Mark Marin. Yeah, Mark Marin, exactly. Um, I, what, what would those podcast cats say about meaning Barry Obama? Um, did, was Hillary Clinton ever? No, Hillary Clinton was it on. It would be so funny if Hillary Clinton was hanging out in the garage <laughs> with Marin. <laughs> that would have rocked. She was on, a uh, Stern. She rode the Sibian. <laughs> I wish. Um, the Zohan wishes. That's no. all. They, oh, that is yes. that is the that is so fucking funny that the end of the Zohan is Palestinians and Israelis bonding over how much they want to fuck Hillary Clinton. It's true. It's true. Um, I guess that's another stereotype we never learned about that they love old white women. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so, or maybe just old women in general. Who knows? I don't know. Zohan got freaky with uh, an African American woman. Yes. I don't know. Were there was there anybody else? And it was he, just everybody that went to his fucking uh, barbershop. And he loved a Palestinian woman, so I assume he would have gone with a older Palestinian woman. Presumably. Yeah. 
I think he just loves women. He just loves all women. He respects uh, he's like all a, women. <laughs> he's a sex positive YouTuber guy who gets outed two years ago. Yeah, that might be. No, I mean, well, here's the other thing. We also learned that Zohan has huge pubes. Right. And we thought that he had a huge dick, but he might not. He might just have like, it might be buried in his pubes. It's true. It's true. Damn. Yeah, maybe <laughs> if he did an ad for four hymns, you know. He should do an ad for Lawnmower. Yeah, that's true. Get that Lawnmower 3.0, uh, Zohan. Is there a four hymns for, uh, we need to get more listeners so we could start uh, doing ads. And then we could. <laughs> so for hymns, I know does have hair loss stuff. Yeah, but do they, they have pube loss stuff? Do they have any pube loss stuff? <laughs> if anybody uses for hymns, please publicly tweet us and put a period before at Hogcast so you yeah. let all everybody know. It's just kind of a PSA. Now, Russ, I did. I think I mentioned this on the show. I did get a for hymns box one time just because it's like I'm getting I'm getting old. My whole my hair's my hair's thinning and turning gray, and I wanted to I wanted to try to see if it would do anything. It did not. Yo, no, no. Uh, did it taste good at least? Yeah, they do give me some multi some uh some some tasty <laughs> it tasted, vitamins. It tasted like a fucking Flintstones. They literally just gave, gave you some Flintstones like gummy vitamins. <laughs> They're like, hey, this'll 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 help your hair dip shit. It's just youth. That's what youth tastes like. You have to eat it or stop the, the oncoming darkness. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of on- oncoming darkness, are you ready to enter the darkness of the pizza mind? Ooh, yeah, that's right. Me and Alan have one of our rare tandem reviews. Yes. We only do this about once every year or two. Yeah, every, yeah exactly. Um, yes, we both went to the Pizza Mine. Alan has discussed Pizza Mine quite often on the show. Pizza Mine's kind of in your area, the gold standard. For me personally, there's a couple of other pizza places that I do quite like. There's a standard pizza company. I've heard good things about Asheville Pizza Company. Um, but Pizza Mind is my personal favorite because they have some, some fucking weirdo pies. They've got some nifty nifty treats there. And I think it's become such a topic point of discussion because a lot of pizza places um, offer a hamburger pizza or a taco pizza, and I always scoff. I laugh. <laughs> um, even though I've kind of changed my tune because I've actually made some of those on my own. But regardless, you've got to try making it this way now. Yeah, yeah. We, we needed a professional. Let's see. Mm-hmm. And this is, I've got to say, they have invented and improved upon their taco pizza since the last time I had it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Alan. Alan was blown away. I don't know if this was a blunder or just this was the only chip available there. Um, essentially, um, you're supposed to be able to sprinkle corn chips on top of your pizza, but this time they use Cool Ranch Doritos. For the taco pizza specifically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that was wild. To, to, when, when Russ opened up that little container and said, Alan, I think these are Cool Ranch Doritos. I handed you a piece gingerly. And, so like, and not, I, I immediately tasted it and went, oh no, that's Cool Ranch. <laughs> yeah, as not to obstruct the dust on it, because I did not wish to be called a fool or a liar. Yeah, but you're like, I see the red and black flakes, the the the, the iconic flakes of the Cool Ranch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they come from Cool Ranch Town, you know what I well, mean? Well, Cool America. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, uh, if only that were, yeah, Cool World. God, if, if, okay, so you know how, you know how in like Europe and stuff, they call Cool Ranch Cool American? <laughs> yeah. They should call it Cool World. They should call it Cool World. Because chips. it is like a chip from a cooler world than ours. Uh, we'll have to look this up later, but I wonder if Cool World made more money in Europe than it did America. It feels oh, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Everybody in Europe wants to fuck a tune. <laughs> that's, just a, that's just a given. Have you seen Asterisk and Obelix? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. Have you seen Martin Mystery? Oh, the Totally Spies. Yes, the Totally Spies of Italy. Oh, my God. Um, But so we tried... The Winx Club. Don't forget the Winx Club. Uh, how could I ever forget the Winx Club? Oh, don't forget Witch either. 
Um, so we tried several different pizzas. We tried four different pizzas. Um, the titular taco pizza, which I've talked about before, that has uh, refried beans, a mix of like cheddar and other cheeses, uh, ground beef, um, tomatoes, and I think that's it on the base pizza. And then you sprinkle more tomatoes, diced chips, and, and lettuce, and then some kind of green salsa. Right. That shit was good. No, it was good. Um, the Doritos, I kind of wish they'd give us more Doritos. I kind of wish <laughs> I had known they were going to use Cool Ranch Doritos because they would have bought a separate bag to crumble <laughs> on the pizza. Alan's just going to keep a, a thing of Cool Ranch Doritos in their house for emergencies. I'm going to keep like, like a salt shaker full of like Dorito crumbs. <laughs> that would actually not, that would own. They should, you know how they sell like everything bagel seasoning? They should serve Dorito seasoning. Cool Ranch Dorito seasoning. And I guess just normal. Well, I guess normal Dorito seasoning would just be nacho cheese, like movie theater nacho cheese. I wouldn't mind sprinkling that on my popcorn. Well, have you ever had movie theater nacho cheese before? I've had, I mean, I've had like the, the box cheese or the cheese sprinkle things right, that you right. buy. But you want literal individual crunchies. I want there to be, I want there to be a little bit of crunchy. I don't have, it doesn't have to be, it can be mostly powder with a little bit of crunchy, but right. I, can you imagine putting cool ranch on your popcorn? Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Like you run it through a uh, a food. What do you call it? A food processor. Well, you just you just put it into the big popcorn tumbler. And this then... is a thing to exp- we. I will try this in the future, everyone. I am going to put Doritos in a food processor, and then um, serve that on top of a like a microwave popcorn. You know, I have I have a Nutribullet. I don't know if I'm allowed to put Doritos in there because <laughs> it is not nutrition. <laughs> it's it's the opposite of nutrition. It just has salt in it. It's, yeah, just, exactly. it's like minerals more than anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I could try that. Um, that pizza was fantastic. Um, we had the dock, which I think is the most traditional pie we had. Right, right, right. Which was classic a, red sauce. Classic red. Was it a little bit of a spicy red? Probably, or or at least that was just the jalapenos. Yeah, uh, jalapenos, uh, pepperoni, and then some really great uh, homemade sausage they put on there. Right. There was also some onions on there, too. Onions, too. It was red onions, I think, right? Right. Um, and then the two kind of weirdo pizzas we got in small versions. Um, I kind of wish we got a large of the barbecue, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that barbecue was really good. I would have... Okay, this is where me and Ellen might disagree. I would have preferred the barbecue large than the taco we got. Not to hate on the taco. The taco is clearly the best taco pizza I've ever had. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it is for a taco pizza, it is beyond expectations. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. The refried beans as sauce. Russ forgot about that and was so confused when he took a bite of it. So scared. Yeah. It was like a child who got left alone in a um in the mall. In the mall, yeah. Um, <laughs> Disneyland. Yeah, you, you got saved by pushing the talking <laughs> trash can. Uh, I, I still get scared when my mom's not around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in general. Just in general. Mom, where the, are the you? The barbecue pizza was great because it had a, a nice barbecue sauce that wasn't too goopy or anything. Right. Um. Again, like a mix of cheddar and normal like mozzarella cheese, I guess. Um. The crust also, the crust on these is golden and, and really nice. See, I got to give a mad respect here to these guys. It's a very East Coasty, golden flaky crust. New York style. New kinda. York style. Um. Over, you know, over in Portland, and I'll be doing a future review. I had a, I won't even name the location. You'll have to wait to know. People are dying, Russ. I know, I know, I know. I had a wood-fired kind of a browner crust, you know, more of a wood-fired kind of texture and taste. And this is more like a, would you say it's a belt? Would you say it's a belt oven? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It was good, though. And, 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 And it's hard to find. And, you know, I had to say Pizza Mind. It's up there with any of the good stuff in Portland, I had to say. You, know? you did say it was very similar to Pizza Jerk. Yes, Pizza Jerk, one of my favorite Portland pizza places. 
I think, and, and I've seen like a hot honey on their menu. I bet you could recreate that piece that we I got. I just need to fucking buy hot honey. You can get it on Amazon for like 15 bucks. You can just also buy, buy peppers and infuse it into honey. I refuse. You've refused to infuse. <laughs> I refuse to infuse and I, it could be because it makes me confused. So, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so the, the barbecue pizza, great. We got pork on it. There was a chicken option. That pork was, it was kind of like a, it was almost like kind of like crispy, like a bacon or something. Right, right, right. I'm surprised at how well that, that pork cooked on top of the pizza in the oven that it didn't get like overdone or it wasn't like too No, I agree. Wet. I agree. It was really good. Um, we got another cat in here <laughs> uh, sniffing around. Okay, he does not want to be on the podcast anymore. He heard us talking. Um, but that pizza was good. The last one we got was the one I've never had before. Um, the Happy Wheel. Um, this is their Big Mac style pizza. Right. Um, Obviously a pun on the Happy Meal. Yes. A thing I still order along with my other food. You love, always, getting, you love getting the toys. I like the toys. I like the, I like the box. I like doing the puzzle on the box. Mm-hmm. And um, I just like the idea that um, I assume the Happy Meal money goes directly to Ronald McDonald and friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's it's like a tip to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the adult stuff goes to all the adults who are at Disneyland and all the fun and adventures. I think it goes to funding um uh Mayor McCheese. I I have petitioned to stop to defund Mayor uh what is it, Officer Big Mac? Officer Big Mac, you're defunding I, <laughs> the you're defunding Big Mac. <laughs> I'm defunding Officer Big Mac and his um police force, you know. Mostly just because I want to see the hamburger back. He's been gone so long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, did you see that time that they that he played a Taylor Swift song when the hamburger was being arrested so he could content idea? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So the 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 Happy Wheel was a weird one. It also had cheddar cheese on it because it was a, a cheeseburger pizza. Right, right, right. And then ground beef, but no sauce on the base pie itself. Yeah, something funky like that. Something funky like that. And I, I think it did it have onions on there too, or yeah, it just had a, the standard burger accoutrement. Yeah, but then in the little topping container they gave us right it was thousand island dressing that you could sprinkle on the on the pie right which i think actually did improve it right it added some moisture to what was a bit of a dry pie even though it was a dry pie it wasn't bad by itself is the thing no it was more like a funky flatbread cheese thing um, little... i think that's i think that might be the thing here is that even when it's like an incomplete version of the pizza the, the ingredients are good enough that right. it's like still good um, it, it was funky in the way that, like, a, a Mac tonight is funky. And not a racist. Not a racist. Listen, we're not talking Moon Man. I refuse to accept Moon Man. Moon Man is not real. Moon Man's not real to me. Listen, there are two things that are real to me. This funky little life of ours in the world of uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. And Moon Man, I guess there's three because I also believe in McDonald Land. Yeah, yeah, McDonald Land's real. Oh, fuck. We got to watch that before you leave. The, the Ronald McDonald. I thought we were gonna watch that on a stream at some point. Oh yeah, I guess we can do that. We need to. We our friends need to join us. All of our beloved listeners and fans mm-hmm. of our content need to join us. We now. also are not allowed to talk about Space Jam until uh, Ravi sees right, it. Right, right. You're probably all sitting here going like, "What the hell did they think about it?" Well, if you've seen the reviews and what people reacted to it, you're probably expecting love, <laughs> love, David. love, David. I guess that movie was a little bit about love, kinda. It's about loving your your kid and letting him game. But I wouldn't know. We're not talking about it now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but we need to get Professor Mickey on. What I will say is that they were pandering directly to us with those Hanna Barbera characters. Right, right, right. Well, not really, because they it was more it's more Hanna Barbera baiting. They are they are they are Barbera baiting. Yeah, yeah, Barbera baiting. 
um, which I like to do in my free time. Uh, I, I'm always I'm on I'm always on Tumblr accusing TV shows of barbarabating me. <laughs> I mean, that's why all those, like, you know that there are, like, real Space Ghost fans that would get mad at Space Ghost Coast to Coast? Uh-huh. Because, uh, because... It, it was a talk show and not the real thing. It was a comedy talk show and not the real thing. People got legitimately really fucking mad about it. There was so much Space Ghost in Space Jam, though. There was a lot of Space Ghost. He was just flying, or he was hovering over the basketball game the entire time, like, Space Ghost, aren't you gonna step in? Uh, yeah, exactly. No, um... But that's all we can say. We're not going to say. We're not going to say it. anymore because we need Professor Mickey on. Because in many ways, this is Warner Brothers' attempt at a Kingdom Hearts. It is. It is, it is Warner Brothers' attempt to win to win Ravi back to the dark side. Oh, to get him to join the, the world of dark. They're trying to nort Ravi. They're trying to nort Ravi with this Lamicky movie. <laughs> that's right. They are. You know, they they're using basketball to bait a young man back. Mm-hmm. Back to uh, back, back to uh, traditional Warner Brother. They're values. tempting with the power of the dark side, much like right. Darth Sidious right, did to Anakin. Right, right, right. right. Uh-huh. Because they did, they did the Taco Tuesday meme. They did. Oh, they, they did hey, shh, 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 shh. Uh, I don't say Taco Tuesday. Um, anyway, uh, that that happened. That movie was bad. Uh, maybe it was bad. I you know what? Not the worst movie we've seen. <laughs> maybe somebody who spent a minute on the show earlier today is the worst movie we've seen. Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe you would call that movie a little cruel to the audience. Maybe um, the th- two-hour runtime of that uh, felt like it was draining the life out of me, and <laughs> right. I was physically exhausted by the end. Right, of it. right, right. After we watch, we why did we do a day where we watch Space Jam and then Cruella? Why did we do? I mean, because because I think when you it's like when you you know do a polar polar dive where you jump into cold water and you're like, oh, I could jump in cold water it's all like day. muscle confusion. Yeah. But what will your brain, brain confusion, brain confusion, which is normal confusion really. Yeah. Um, anyway, pizza mind. If you got to give it a, a fork ranking out of five, a fork ranking 4.5 out of five. I think that's solid. I, I, I did not have anything that was like five out of five from pizza mind. Right. I feel like if I was in the right mood, that doc could have been it. You know yeah. what I mean? But, There's something in the water. What is it? What is in the water? I don't know what to tell you. I kind of want to see, like, who who came up with this pizza? Who's your pie master? Who's the pie man? I'm assuming it's an East Coasty guy who wanted who came down to Asheville for the chill vibes mm-hmm. and those smoky, smoky mountains. Yeah, just smoking weed in these mountains here. <laughs> That's why they call it that, right? I mean, basically now, yeah. Yeah, ho, 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 ho. Yeah, I, I mean, literally every everybody in town is just screaming at Delta Eight at you. Every time you've went outside, Russ, somebody has screamed at you about right, Delta right, Eight. Right, right. I. <laughs> That's all we care about. Okay, they they they'd ask me for a light and be like, okay, and I'd pull my lighter out. They'd be like, no, 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 a light, <laughs> like a a blue light that would turn on when you held the pen down for the Delta Eight. Remember when Sam Jackson did that cool shit where he was like smoking one of the the early e-cigs and it was like that one that looks like a cigarette but just lights up blue at the end? Yeah. I miss those. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what was wrong with the blue light that the FDA had to kill that? They thought it looked too cool is the thing. That's, they, yeah. made, they, made, they made vaping too cool and they're like, kids are going to do this when so much. When did you first hear about e-cigarettes? I, I was listening to a podcast and the host just puffed a bunch of big e-cigarette puff one of the other hosts. Were face. you were you listening to our podcast, Russ? <laughs> no, because no. I mean, I would be vaping and blowing the smoke in your face right now if I didn't have to go drive later oh, today. Oh, Alan, Alan, Alan! That's all I do is smoke that Urkel. Yeah, you're on that purple Urkel. Uh huh. I'm on that Bruce juice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
from that episode of uh, Urkel where he took the Bruce juice and then right. did uh, did a racist karate move. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I thought, uh, what, what did he take to turn into Stefan Urkel? Um, I think he got into a machine to do that. Right, right, right. And then he became Robo Urkel. For he did become. I think that did he become Robo Urkel? I think or he made he... Robo Urkel. Well, at one point in time, uh, Stefan Urkel got split from from Steven and became a separate entity. <laughs> is that what the movie Split is based on? I see that or it's Altered States. I don't know. Oh. It's one of the two. Oh, my God. I do like the idea that, like, Stefan Urkel is, like, his dark passenger in his mind. And <laughs> he, like, formed his own consciousness. <laughs> yeah. What's that one? Uh, Denis- I need to watch this movie. I, I reference this movie all the time and have never seen it. The Denis Villeneuve movie Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal where he meets, like, evil version of himself. Mm, I don't know that one. Yeah, I, I need to watch. Why do I make references to movies I've never seen I just know about? Uh, because you read TV tropes. <laughs> I am a TV tropes editor. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, You're just going onto the Rugrats page and adding nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's the trope for um, almost suck dick once? Uh, I, you know, I'm going to look that up on the, I'm going to see if there's a, a, a something on there about uh, grandpa from Rugrats being gay. That's pretty good. Um, um. Oh. Okay. I've got is some that queer baiting. Uh. It's. It's. Uh. It's probably queer baiting. I'm imagining one Rugrats fan after all these years. So just like finally. Well, I guess Betty's gay now. Betty is gay now because Howard's dead. Howard died. How- he, got- he didn't ever. He never existed. Yeah. Now, what if he was the sperm donor though? Oh fuck. What if he does exist and he's like he's like he's just the the sperm donor guy. What if he's the life donor? As in, it was a Madoka situation where he had to give up his existence so that the rest of the world could live in peace. Oh, so you, you're saying that Howard from Rugrats became a natural law of the universe? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, so that there would be no more witches That's born? That's why everything is, like, more L.A., you know, instead of being so, you know, you know, middle America, it's a, bit, it's a little bit more, you know, Hollywood, a little bit more L.A. It's because Howard himself was that kind of way, you know what I mean? Was he? I don't know. I thought he was a cuck was the whole thing. I guess he was a cuck. I don't know. I thought he was just, like, a little wimp and his wife was tough. That was the whole thing. Well, maybe he was an L.A. cuck. Maybe he's a Hollywood cuck. You think he was Bolt Driver L.A.? (laughs) (laughs) His one thing is like, I'm going to miss my kids and I'm going to miss WandaVision season two. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Um, Okay, okay. Um, You know what? I might, you know what? I'm not going to miss, well, I don't know. Um, Have you been missing Chuck E. Cheese ever since the pandemic? Um, Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I miss it in like a spiritual sense because I'll drive past it and I go like, I kind of want to go in and just look. You want can to see Munch in the gang? Can you like, can you be like a grown man and walk around and like have a ratatouille scene there, <laughs> like where you eat a slice of the shitty pizza and they, then you flash back? They should have like a you know an Adult Swim for Chuck E. Cheese, so an adult can just walk around. It's called and, Dave and Buster's. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, they don't have the brand. They should also have all the games I played there as a kid, what like I, the episode what, one Pod Racer game or kid yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they should have that. They should be there. Should be actually like an adult Chuck E. Cheese. And by that, I mean a Dave and Buster's basically, but they have an animatronic band. Right. Because that's what I really want to see is the animatronic band. Right. I really want to be like... One of them should be like a sexy lady, too. If I owned... If I had a bar, like pizza... In in my dream future where I've retired and I've just owned my own bar and pizzeria place... Right. It does have like an animatronic band. And one of them is like a sexy lady. Right, right, right. Also... (laughs) And they're also doing like Lil Wayne songs, like those people that reprogram the rock of fire explosion robots. Right, right, right. And you lie about being Italian. Oh, <laughs> are you kidding me? Right, right. You know right. how many you know how many times growing up somebody said like, Alan, are you Italian? <laughs> just because I just because I have black hair, like vaguely could be maybe passed for Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
You also just have that fiery Italian aura around. Well, I am always. Well, first of all, I did dress exactly like so- Tony Soprano throughout all of school. <laughs> you did wear a bowling shirt. I was. I mean, <laughs> I was wearing a lot of bull- like button-up shirts like that. You also did kill a lot of people. Yeah, for the time- uh, for honor though, because you were a soldier. And I was always having a panic attack whenever I saw ducks fly away. <laughs> it's true. Because it's like, oh, my family's leaving me. It's true. <laughs> They're it's leaving true. the nest. Um, Chuck E. Cheese, it's back. Frozen Chuck E. Cheese pizzas are now in grocery stores, and they come with prize tickets. Yo, we're going to have to, the, the part of my brain, it's that part of your brain, like when you're a, like a YouTuber who's like, oh, fuck this movie, the new Star Wars movie comes out, I have to review it. Like you don't even have, like you don't even have like any compulsion of your own, like should I do that, should I not, you're just like, oh, I have to do it. One of us has to buy this fucking pizza and eat it. Um, it's, well, you might have to do it. Um, available exclusively at Kroger stores nationwide. Huh. Weird, right? Huh. Chuck E. Cheese pizzas will be sold in the frozen food aisles in two straightforward flavors, cheese and pepperoni. Produced through a licensing partnership with Flatlander Foods, who is the producer for Death Grips. <laughs> um, yeah. The pizzas are produced in the USA and follow USDA nutritional guidelines are made with 100% mozzarella cheese and offer an excellent source of calcium, according to the brands. They also come with 250 free e-tickets that can be used next time they head to an actual Chuck E. Cheese. Um, Despite its recent bankruptcy, Chuck E. Cheese Entertainment Company says that they um, plan to open uh, more than 100 new locations in the U.S. and internationally. So somehow they've went bankrupt. The Pasquale's brand is doing well enough for them to do frozen foods. Right. And... And they're also expanding somehow. Hey, listen, Chuck, you can't hold a mouse down. You know, it's probably the second most famous. He got that Germa boost. Is the thing. He got that Germa boost, of the course. The v- VTuber uh, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Does he count as a VTuber if he's a puppet? I think that's a pup tuber. I think it is a VTuber, but it's ventriloquist tuber. Oh, yeah, you got me right. I mean, if you think about it, puppets are the original VTubers, I think. It's true, it's like true. Like a, pun- a Punch and Judy show, that's basically the original Takamori, is what oh, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. People would show up to the show just to ship the two. Yeah, they would be shipping Punch and Judy together. And then uh, the, the town crier would be like, hear ye, hear ye, a problematic relationship has ensued. Yes. I, this is gaslighting to me. <laughs> One hits the other. Uh, that's it's it. toxic, and those who are a fan are also toxic. Hear ye, hear. Am I peeking the board, by the way? Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway. anyway. Um, so I guess... Uh, do you have a Kroger in your area? I do. I mean, okay. Fred Meyer is Kroger brand, and we get all the Kroger foods. I will be getting this pizza, and I will be reviewing it, and I'm not probably going to enjoy it, but who's to say? You're you going to have those free tickets. Here's what I don't <laughs> yeah, like. I grow- Here's what I don't like. What? They have introduced a way to buy tickets now. Oh. And as a fan of the meritocracy of the Chuck E. Cheese tickets. <laughs> yeah. As somebody who truly in your heart of hearts believes that you have to, you know. Earn these tickets. <laughs> yeah. You're all about hustle, the grind, you know. I had to grind to get where I'm sitting at this table <laughs> hey, in my kitchen. I'm seeing your Razor scooter over there. You had to work to spend over $2,000 at uh, Chuck E. Cheese to get that. Yeah. Yeah. These spider rings. The bling. Yeah, are you kidding me? All those Laffy Taffies? This is just this is just letting the wealthy elites be able to buy their way to a million spider rings and tiny portable TVs. Right. We should probably move on, but I have one last thing to say, which is they should have done pepperoni and cheese and the spaghetti and meatball pizza. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing people go to Chuck E. Cheese for. That's, yeah, that's the thing people go to Chuck E. Cheese for. Is uh, to go get the spaghetti and meatball pizza. I've got a, I've got a, a new a new thing from our, one of our favorite pizza places. Little Caesars reveals plant based plantaroni pizza. Huh. Um, 
this is interesting. According to, uh, oh, hold on, let me click on, I don't, this is fan-sided. I don't know what this fucking website is. Gotcha. Um, so this is a, an interesting, like everybody else in the fucking fast food world, they have entered the plant-based topping game um, with plantaroni pizza made with new uh, field roast plant-based pepperoni. Um, I've never, have you, Russ, have you ever heard of field roast before? No. Me either. Um, the new plantaroni pizza can be found at select Little Caesars locations in, um, oh, hey, Los Angeles, New York City, Miami, San Francisco, Portland, Oregon, and Detroit. Ooh. So you can go get a plantaroni. Um, you can get a regular plant plantaroni pizza for eight forty nine. A slices and sticks option uh, with half a plantaroni pizza and half cheesy uh, butter sticks for $8. Or you can add field roast plant-based pepperoni as a topping on any custom pizza. You know, the funniest thing about this to me, I wonder if, I know that vegans and vegetarians missed cheeseburgers. So that the Beyond Burger was a big thing to them. Do do vegans and vegetarians feel the same way about pepperoni? Because whenever I hear about like vegan or vegetarian pizza, or fans of vegan and vegetarian pizza, they're like, uh, pepperoni's too greasy. It's too funky. And it, to me, I, I love that shit. But I feel like pepperoni is an easy, uh, of the fake meats you can make. Yeah, I feel that's like true. that's like a cured salted meat like that has got to be easier to do than like, you know. Right, right, right. Than like a, a burger or something. I'm down to try it. I mean, I love, I've had like a vegan sausage before, which is like some sort of curd. Yeah, it's probably like a soy curd. Something like that. And it was good. I think, I bet, I bet if they do, if they, I don't know how this company is, but I feel like if you did a good plant-based pepperoni, it might be indistinguishable from the real thing. Right, Because right, the right. real thing is not really, it, it doesn't really taste like most meat. It is just like a salt, a salt squ- circle. <laughs> yes, of course. It's just a slice of salt. Um, speaking of salt, um, Domino's Japan introduced their um, fish and chips pizza. This is a little bit of a weird one. Um, everybody, uh, people were joking, saying that like this is a dish that insulted both England and Italy, the two, <laughs> the two soccer countries. Um, but they introduced a crispy fish and chips pizza that is crispy fish and chips, lemon, potato slices, which is weird, um, basil, uh, tartar sauce, and then tomato sauce half. So I think half of it was tartar sauce and half of it was a tomato sauce. Oh, okay, sure. Or maybe they mixed the tomato sauce with the tartar sauce. Um. Japan apologized. <laughs> the, uh, the nation the, of? Shinzo Abe. No, uh, <laughs> Domino's Japan said, we are very sorry for our fish and chip pizza has caused so much trouble. We think it's quite delicious. If you are in Japan and would like to challenge, let us know. Would like to challenge. Oh. <laughs> um, we may be able to work out a plan internally that we can offer you for free. Um, so they have, they have offered this person that was complaining about it to get a free fish and chips pizza. I would take them up on that. Yeah, you would fly. I mean, you know. We both want to go to Japan. Yeah. I, I would eat the shitty pizza if I got a flight to Japan. <laughs> Fly I just to Japan. You're like, well, pizza in Japan can, you know, be up there in price. So, you know, I mean, like a big domino is about close to 20 I don't know, Something like that, probably. 20 bucks. I mean, you're saving 20 bucks. Just fly. That's a reasonable excuse. Yeah. But what other reason you have to go there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not to see the Olympics. That's for damn sure. <laughs> no, no no way, Jose. Um, and not to see any damn robots because Pepper's dead now. Oh, Pepper got killed. But we've got a new robot here in the U.S. Oh, God. Piestro is the robot pizzeria disrupting the forty the $54 billion pizza market. Yeah, okay, sure. This is from a website called The Robot Report. 
um, who is, I think, a trade magazine for robots. <laughs> Just for them. Which I'm going to do the opposite of subscribing, and I'm going to make sure that my ad blocker gives them no dollars. Right. Um, Piestro. Um, oh, by the way, the U.S. pizza market, despite being plagued by high costs and low margins. Wait, pizza's high cost and low margin? <laughs> Whatever. I don't believe that, but okay. Um, is currently worth $46 billion, expected to be $54 billion by 2023. That's why Piestro has developed a solution. Especially, oh, sorry, just in a record year for pizza sales. What is this? Pizza's high co- That's why there's so many pizza places, obviously. Yeah, yes. Because it's such an unprofitable model. Oh, a big piece of bread with sauce on it and cheese. A thing we can literally make on a conveyor belt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, this is uh, robotics technology from Wavemakers Labs and Piestro CEO Massimo Noja De Marco. Oh. Um, it is an automated pizza kiosk. They are designed to achieve zero contact food preparation, minimal food waste, consistent quality, and a much lower cost of operation. They can make made-to-order artisanal pizzas in just three minutes. Uh, DeMarco says, Piestro is a standalone machine that can cook delicious artisanal pizzas with the freshest ingredients in three minutes or less. The pizza is the same quality as the pizza that I was making with my mom back in Italy. Damn. Um... Russ, look at this picture. Do you think that's the same quality that it was? Uh, I don't know. That's looking a little... Uh, like a Play-Doh pizza? It does look a little Play-Doh pizza to me. Okay, here it is. This is what this article says. Because of labor and real estate costs, traditional pizzerias have low profit margins, estimated at 22% on average. But Piestro is changing the game. Their robot pizzeria eliminates the need for labor and cuts down on real estate footprint, essentially making pizza at the fraction of a cost of traditional pizzerias. God. In fact, it boasts an impressive 48% projected profit margin, a promising endeavor for any pizza maestro. Um, their Powered by Piestro program will allow existing brick-and-mortar chains to um, to basically kill all their employees <laughs> and replace them with this robot Grind them into red sauce or red pepper flakes. Yes, um, and uh, and have like a... Basically just have their own label on a Piestro machine that they put in there. That's epic. I really sincerely doubt that. I mean, I do. Okay. I will believe that the labor in the real estate is probably the most expensive part right, of making right, a pizza, right. but that's a problem that every single goddamn restaurant. Has. Yeah. I mean, isn't that the restaurant industry as you start in? Like I have the way I'm going to fix this. And then you wind up just getting stuck doing a lot of work. Well, you know what I would, you know what I'd wager? Uh, the people writing this article do not know anything about how restaurants work, but they know a lot about how robots work. Right. No, so they were like, what? You have to pay for real estate. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's how every single restaurant and business that has a physical location works. Right. You have to pay for rent. Jeez. That's so stupid. Um, also, it's like like Little Caesars take, has like a, such a small footprint, they, and they crank out like $5 pizzas constantly, and right. they stay in business somehow. I don't know how they do it, you know? They're in every strip mall in America, but... Yeah. How, it's truly such an unprofitable endeavor. It's, endeavor. it's a nightmare. I don't know. Let's all have a moment of silence for how much we respect and revere the pizza industry and how they suffer for us. Yes, definitely. They're the true. They're the one. Uh, they're the one essential employee that I respect. Yeah, yeah. I'm that kid standing in the hallway saying like real heroes when I point at uh, when I point at the pizza makers it's going true. by. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, are you Russ? Are you ready for our coolest segment? Yes, of course. It's Sonic News views, reviews, and twos. I've got a huge story this week. What the hell? How much do you know about Getter? Like Getter Robo? No, no, no. Getter, the uh, the new uh, Trump uh, media platform. Getter, G E T T R. I I nary nary a thought on the subject. 
Um, Getter is essentially a Twitter clone. Its slogan, the marketplace of ideas, um, suggests an inexplicably fence. It might, okay, this is a Kotaku article I'm not, I don't really care about. But um, it, it's essentially their new gab, mm-hmm. basically. Um, the issue is that um, that whenever it opened up, uh, their moderation was not, they didn't really have any. So people kept on spamming um, Sonic porn. Hell yeah. Um, and they kept on ta- tagging it with stuff like Back the Blue, uh, Dilf Watch, stuff like that. And they were in the QAnon tags, the MAGA tags. And it was just a bunch of like Sonic feet porn, um, Sonic in front of like a communist flag, Sonic says, Sonic account, Sonic the Ho says Sonic eat the rich. Hell yeah. um, And people got really mad. Um, leftist Sonic video game memes, General Hentai, and sometimes Sonic Hentai has been hard to miss for would-be users of the new Getter social app. Um, a bunch of tags like Sonic Feet, Sonic is my god, Sonic loves communism, Sonic my love, and Sonic came in my bussy um, were, were trending on Getter. Um, also, um, Getter is... It's, it's one of those situations like with Gab where like every single one of these new alt-right apps, they don't have... I don't know who's writing the code or anything, but it immediately just gets dumped and everybody's login information gets shared. It rocks. Yeah, so um, if you are going to be posting Sonic porn on a alt-right thing, use a fake account, um, use a fake email address or something because you will get doxxed. However, I do uh, like it. Um, it is funny and it is very good. Yes, um, it's good, it's good. Um, I don't know if they've stopped if, the Sonic porn. If I'm on there, it's ironic, okay? I'm only there for the Sonic porn, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Mr. Trump has not joined uh, Getter, by the way, although it seems like all of his friends are on there. Right, right, right. Do you think well, he's scared he- of Sonic porn? <laughs> I, I think Baron, he's already caught Baron's computer a couple times. Baron is definitely on there. Yeah. Baron, uh, by the way, is like 12 feet tall now. Yeah, he's he's becoming more powerful every day. Yeah, yeah. And, and naturally, do you think he's getting that tall because he watches Sonic porn I on think Getter? So, yeah. Well, you know, maybe he just assumes that um, he fell in love with some giant Amy's and thought maybe I will become giant myself. Do you think that um, that maybe after he saw his dad get beheaded by Kathy Griffin and he got so scared that he decided, like, I need to become stronger. To protect, I need to become stronger to protect those I love. He like my got dad. super serum or something, some sort of deep, seated. They gave him the Zohan serum. And oh, he, my God. They Zohan'd him. They got the Zohan Baron. Um but anyway, um, I, I think Getter is probably still flooded with the Sonic porn. Um, if it still exists, I don't know if it got shut down eventually. There's a good chance it got shut down already. But let me see if like their uh, their provider, like their server, or whatever, uh, fucked them over yet. Um, no, the last news I'm seeing is that uh, all the social, all all the all the the people's data got leaked. Um, and the team Trump. Did uh, I guess it looks like all the Trump affiliates are on the, on there? But uh, it was created by Jason Miller, our favorite guy. Ooh, yeah. How cool is that? Um, neat. He was the. That's what his job was. He was the communication strategist. I thought he was just like a little toad guy. Um, okay. Um, next story. Sonic the Hedgehog's voice actor says he's here to stay. Finally. Roger Craig Smith has denied rumors that his return to the role is only temporary, assuring fans he's back for good. Um, let's see. He, d- d- dating back to Sonic Freeriders in the 2010s, mainline Smash games, blah, blah, blah. Um, who was the voice actor before him? I know this. It was Jason Griffith. Okay. A, he was a four kids guy, and this guy's just more a general. He's a former stand-up comedian. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he became famous for Ezio. I think he's out of L.A. and the other guys are all out of Texas. I don't know where all the four kids people get their talent. Well, New York? I guess some rumors were going around. This is actually a lot like that episode of uh, Rocket Power we watched. Oh, yeah. Where, uh, they, where there was rumors going around that Tony Hawk was about to quit skateboarding because he went to a secret warehouse lair. And then uh, Auto Rocket and, and the gang had to go hang out with him. I think somebody probably did the same thing with Roger. Right, Pitt right, Smith. right. Voice actors so like annoying people on Twitter. Yeah, annoying people on Twitter like <laughs> said, like, "Mr. Hawk, come it on, <laughs> Mr. Craig Smith, Mr. Craig Smith," and broke into his house and yelled at him about it. You can it. just call me Roger. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, Voice actors aren't annoying. They just appear that way on Twitter. People are annoying to them on Twitter, so they have to do it back. It's um, true. It's true. I've got, an, I've got another, this is some a possible leak. Fortnite Sonic skin possibly leaked to be coming soon. Oh, my God. I hope it's the same uh, costume that's in the uh, 2020, 2021. Yeah, like it's a human in a loose-fitting Sonic <laughs> yeah, costume. that would rock, actually. Um, so Fortnite Season swing, if season 7 is in full swing since the early uh, stages released in June. There's a lot of content. There's a big mothership. It, what? I don't know what's in Fortnite. Now, now that we're big Twitch streamers, big and famous popular Twitch streamers, we had uh, 13 people on our chat at one point. Mm-hmm. Will we stream us going on to Fortnite to get the skin? If it, if, there, if there is a, a Sonic skin, we will stream Fortnite. Okay. I will say that. Um, um, I've always been bad at that game. I'm very bad at Fortnite, but I think I'll, I'll have to. We'll have to hit Tomato Town. Um, get, get our practice in. Learn the meta. So here's the thing. Um, they found an, an asset for an unreleased contrail. So, like, I guess behind you when you run or when you're falling from the battle bus or something. Right. And it is codenamed Sonic, and it uses Raz's ribbons around his arms, and the color is pink. Wait, what? Um, it's either a female counterpart of Raz, or it's uh, an upcoming Sonic skin with a similar particle effect. Hoo-hoo-hoo. How cool is that? Um, that's weird. Um... There's also a Loki skin coming to the Fortnite pack. Finally, that pernicious trickster makes his way into the Fortnite universe. I don't like that they're putting self zest in a kid's game. <laughs> it's true. Um, I don't like it. It's bad. Um, I'm going to become one of those self zest Loki people that gets really pissed off about that. <sighs> um, speaking of pissed off, I've got a toot this week of a pissed off guy. Drop it on me. George Summersby. Oh, is this a Pender's verse? Or this is a Pender's verse. Okay, let me think about it. George Summersby. Can I can I get one more yes no question? Yes. Isn't it an echidna? No. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Um, George Summersby. I'm gonna assume he's part of the Charmy Clan because he is a bee. Summersby. Do you want me to spell Summersby for you? <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll get. It. Let's just go for it. Uh, George Summersby. He's a he's a de- de- uh, a, a detective bee. He's a detective bee. Who wears a trench coat and a hat, and he solves mysteries, and he has a mustache. Um, he is a bulldog. Fuck! In like an army outfit. Fuck! He's oh my god! He looks like Thunderbolt Ross from the Marvel universe. Fuck! God but damn a, it! Uh, but a dog, like he's a dog with like a crew cut and he's like a diamond dog and like epaulets on his shoulders and like a, a a blue suit and like a cane. He's a colonel in the Royal Army who worked for the Royal Secret Service under the command of Ian St. John. He was a Secret Service member who survived the crash of the shuttle carrying Queen Alicia and Elias Acorn to the floating island. Following this, he became the Kingdom of Acorn's liaison to the island, um, living in the Royal Compound with his wife, Martha Summersby. Um, They went to Feral Forest where they took responsibility for uh, Elias' wife, Megan Acorn, and stepdaughter, Alexis Acorn. 
after he left to join the Secret Freedom Fighters. Um, so he was... He's like the Sam Jackson, I guess, of the fucking... Uh, of the fucking uh, Royal Army or something. Like, right, he's like right. the head, head guy. Um, here's something interesting. Background information. The colonel often addresses his wife as mother, suggesting he may have a child, although it could simply be an old-fashioned term men use to refer to their wives. Oh, he's a freak. Yeah, so is he? A, is, so there's two different things. Is he a little? Uh, <sighs> is he a little and he has a mommy GF? Um, do, is his wife a mom? Or is he just old? Maybe all three. Penders is an interesting guy. <laughs> do, you think he, do you think he's mommy dom GF? Interesting. I mean, what was, there was a tweet going around that like in the 80, 70s and 80s that all like the most successful popular comics were people just selling their own fetishes to people. I mean, Wonder Woman famously. Wonder Woman... Claremont's X-Men and the Hellfire Club. Uh, uh, you know, what? Ken Penders, he might be into it. I don't know. Um, George and his wife's appearance in the Feral Forest may be an indication that the pair left Angel Island, undoubtedly as a result of Eggman Empire's occupation, as a result of their alliance with the Dingo regime. As you know, the Eggman Empire allied with the Dingoes, the Echidna's natural enemies, to take over Angel Island that one time. Right, right, right. Yes. Um, so what do you think about this, uh, this fucking uh, Colonel... Uh, Colonel George Summersby. Uh, you know, I as far as military types go, he's pretty funny. Now, you respect the troops because you went to Bojangles with That's me. That's true. And, and in the drive-thru of Bojangles, they make you respect the troops. All right. Well, I guess that's the toot of the week. <laughs> I feel bad. Uh, do you have anything else you want to plug? No. Besides your dick to get the piss out of it. I'm you're about sorry, to piss everyone. I drank a Pepsi to wake up or a Diet Dr. Pepper. You, Listen. Even, you don't even know what sodas you're drinking. I'm going nuts here. Okay, okay. Um, uh, follow the podcast at Hawkest Destiny on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Findom Earl, Russ. Uh, um, Piss Goblin. Um, and we will probably be doing some more Twitch streams soon on the Hawkest uh, Twitch channel, so uh, follow us there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give me that Twitch Prime sub. I don't, yeah. th- I don't think they Should, can do that. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> No, we're not partner yet, so we can't get that yet. But Fuck. when we do go partner, please follow our Twitter feed so you can get the updates on the stream so that we can become partners and then yeah. live a comfy Twitch experience where I make loads and loads of cash forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely going to do that. We're going to get water to get in a hot tub at some point. Oh, uh, <laughs> maybe fart. Yeah, maybe fart. Or maybe not fart. I don't remember if what gets you banned or not. Uh, I, you know what's very funny? There was, a, there was somebody that got in trouble over a fart. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, the lady who farted into a mic for like a, a, a redeem or something. Um, but we were definitely not do that. We definitely not re- let Wado do that. Um, until next time, though. Uh, live and learn. Live and learn. Live and learn.